Salvado. Welcome to Ask a Youth Pastor. Um, I want to try something different. So I am a massive verbal processor. I kind of work stuff out by talking through it. So every week I put together about two sermons to teach at our Sunday and Wednesday youth services. And I thought during busy weeks while I'm driving around and walking around, it might be good for me to just talk through some of the things that I'm going to be teaching on because, yeah, I'm a verbal processor. So that's one of the things I'm going to be doing. And uh, yeah, if you are into it, listen, and hopefully it'll bless you. And if not, then you can just wait till more Q&A episodes come out. Um, If you have questions as you're listening, like if anything pops up and you're like, oh, dang, I'd love to ask about that, feel free to just shoot in a call-in with the little call-in button here on Anchor, and uh, yeah, I I should hopefully be able to get to it, but yeah, I think I'm going to call this um, Thinking Out Loud. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud with me, Aaron, here on Ask a Youth Pastor. Sweet. Here we go. Okay, so I'm in Acts chapter 6 right now, studying the book of Acts. It's been epic. And uh, chapter 6 really is kind of a tale of two viewpoints and ways of thinking. It's like the story about kind of like two groups of people who are living life kind of intersecting between two different dimensions, if that makes sense. Um, There's the people of the early church who are living in boldness, and then the Pharisees and the Sadducees who are living in kind of this parallel dimension of fear. Um, It kind of reminds me of like Stranger Things and the Upside Down, you know? Because in Stranger Things, the, what's the name of their town? Uh, Woodland? Hawkins, Hawkins, yes. So they're in Hawkins, and uh, it's kind of like the people who are not in the upside down, they're just living their life, everything's great, but once you are in the upside down, it's like scary and, and fear. And really, God has called us, I think, to live in boldness. Uh, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees are they're living in fear, and that's really what the heart of the message is, I think. So talking about boldness, you've got the early church who, I mean, they're just, these guys are epic. They are out in the open, meeting in the temple courtyard, um, which is pretty gutsy because, you know, back then, um, Christianity was, I mean, we don't think of it this way, but Christianity was basically considered a cult because, you know, if, if you've grown up with Judaism, your entire life and all you've known is the Torah and then this Jesus guy shows up and he starts talking about the kingdom uh, it's just it's insanity I mean it's it's like this is not the Judaism we've grown up with like this is something completely different I mean obviously they don't realize that Jesus is the fulfillment of everything in the Torah but Christianity would have been considered a cult like for someone to practice Christianity like for these guys for the other Christians to meet in the temple courtyard that would be like Christians in a Muslim country meeting right outside the front doors 
of the mosque. So these guys are just gutsy and bold and fearless. And I mean, the church is blowing up. People are being added to the church every day. Um, right there in the beginning of the chapter, uh, chapter six, it says that there were some who were afraid and didn't join them. And so this is like the beginning of that parallel of you've got the one church living in that dimension of fear, and then you've got um, these others who are kind of living in the upside down. They're, they're still afraid. And, um, you know, thinking it through, I feel like it's super relatable to life because, I mean, every single one of us, we're faced with that question of what dimension are we going to live on or live in in a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? Like if you're out and uh, as a Christ follower and you see somebody on the street and God says, hey, I want you to go and share the good news with that person. Like you have this gut-wrenching moment where you have to make a decision. Am I going to go and, and be bold and, and risk social anxiety and embarrassment and go and share my faith? Or um, am I going to chicken out and be fearful and not take that step? into the path that God has for me. And so, yeah, it's like we, it's like if you get saved, you don't just automatically live in boldness all the time. It's boldness is a choice that you've got to make on a day-to-day basis. I think I'd also say that really everything boils down to do we have fear of God or fear of man? Yeah. There's this epic Oswald Chambers quote that I'm going to use where he basically says, if you fear God, then you won't fear anything. But if you don't fear God, then you'll fear everything, which is pretty sweet. The fear fear of God is something that a lot of people get sketched out about when they hear because they're like, oh man, like God wants me to be afraid of him. And they just think of like this angry old guy sitting on a cloud. I think of like Monty Python and the Holy Grail where like God like just rips the clouds open and he's like, what are you doing? I'm God. Uh, He's like angry and ready to throw lightning bolts and smite people. Um, And I mean, I actually, I mean, I know some pastors even who they, they tend to really focus on just the wrath of God exclusively and kind of making God seem like he's angry all the time. Um, And I think when the Bible talks about the fear of God, it doesn't really mean often this like terror that we're just like, oh my gosh, God is going to grind me with his fist down into the ground if I keep I keep being a a sinner but more of this idea of like a fear of God means a respect like a deep understanding of I know who you are I like I take you seriously like I believe you are who you say that you are if you say that you're all-powerful if you say that you're uh, a judge if you say that you're righteous, which means you know you have right relationship with, with everything, with the universe, with people, with humans, with nature, uh, that, that you are perfect and powerful and mighty and um, all of these things. If, if we understand 
who God is, we have this fear in the sense where it's like, I I take him seriously. I, I believe he is exactly who he says that he is. Okay, here's an analogy for that I'm thinking. If you, like, let's say you're hanging out with your friend, and your friend's like, hey man, I'm the king. <laughs> I'm amazing. I mean, you love your friend, but you know he's not really a king. Like, you're, you're not going to respect him the way that you would a king. Um, you're not going <laughs> to obey his orders um, because he is not who he says that he is. And you know that, so you have no fear of him. Um, you have no understanding that he can do something that a king can do because you know he's just your friend who, like, you're just hanging out in the garage with him. He's, he's not a king. But if you go to a country and you meet the king of that country... You're going to have a respect for him because you're going to understand no matter what country you come from, um, you know, if you're an American going to some foreign country, if you're standing before a king and he's got the robe on and the crown and the throne and all this stuff and the, the guards, you're going to have this healthy respect where if that king says, hey, I'm going to grant you safe passage through my country or hey, I'm going to give you gold or something, you're going to think, oh, like, yeah. I, I understand that this guy will do what he says that he'll do because he is the king. Um, you know, and if, if he tells you, hey, if you don't obey my command, um, you will be punished. You know, this is my country. This is my rules. So, yeah, if you don't obey him, um, you can expect that he will follow through in a way that a king would. I think... I think that's really what the fear of God looks like. It's 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 taking him at his word that he is who he says that he is. Um, you know, because the the uh, the other interpretation is just like being terrified of God all the time. And I don't I don't think that God wants us to you know, be in church worshiping him and singing praise songs, but then also like being terrified that if we take one wrong move, God will smite us. Um, I think the story of the Bible and the gospel and the message of Jesus really has a lot more to say about God's love for sinners. Um, not that he doesn't judge, you know, because he is who he says he is. He is the king. He is the judge. Um, and he's offering us this free gift of repentance. And if we don't take it, then there's going to be consequences. But um, the, the, for the Christian, the fear of God, I think it really boils down to that respect. I believe you are who you claim to be. Well, that's all the time I have for tonight because I am getting Mexican food for my wife. So... I'm going to go do that. Hope you've enjoyed me rambling about some notes on my upcoming Sunday sermon. And uh, hopefully they've been a blessing to you. Have a great night or day whenever you're listening to this. Or even, heck, <laughs> heck, even afternoon it could be. Who knows? Only you do because you're listening to this right now. So, shalom. <laughs> oh, man. I'm lame. All right. Good night. <laughs> Bye. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.